Hello, from a strange new world, strange new world on a Monday, the 20th of June, strange new world where lettuce is more expensive than meth, and that's probably a good thing, I guess, unless you're a meth dealer or you prefer lettuce on your hamburgers, um, you know, I'm kind of impartial to either or. This is just purely a uh, ec economics observation. But that's neither here nor there because we're here to talk about Muay Thai, not about economics, which is probably for the best because I don't know much about economics, as you can probably tell from my previous comparison. It's a strange new world, for me anyway, because... I had a knee reco on Thursday, or Wednesday. That's how strange it is, everything's kind of blurring into the same seemingly uh, mundane existence as I sit on my bed, broken with some, uh, broken up with some moments of excitement, which we'll talk about, which happened yesterday. Um, not me shit my pants, we had some Muay Thai on. Sunday yesterday. But yeah, knee reco is an interesting bloody thing, isn't it? So I was sitting there and um, I did about five weeks ago. Did my ACL, my meniscus, and my LCL, whole alphabet. Um, but I'm sitting there waiting to go into um, uh, the surgery and you go into this little room with the anaesthetist and they're whacking all jabbing you and spiking you and sticking stuff in your jugular. And the uh, surgeon comes in and he goes, hang on, mate, I'm just uh, cleaning the blood off the ceiling. We'll get you in in a sec. And he, he turned around and walked back in the room. I was like, hang on. This guy's got the same sense of humour as me. <coughs> Excuse me. So that was exciting. I think he was joking, but I'm not sure. Um, they... Pulled my hamstring out and they turned it into an ACL. What a fantastic time we're living. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> and inventive too, you know. Imagine when they're kind of trying to figure this stuff out. They're like, well, this bloke doesn't have an ACL. He needs one. From where on his body shall we salvage a large sinewy piece of meat and fold it over to turn it into an ACL? They look around, they're like, no, no, this bloke's circumcised. Uh, and he probably needs all his fingers. Uh, and he cut his rat's tail off when he was trying to get a job when he moved to Australia. Let's just go his hamstring. He's got meaty old thighs, punger stumps. And post-op, he actually came into my room and, um, yeah, I'll be honest, I was a little bit high. I was junked up on all kinds of things. And he came in and he goes, mate, the surgery went well. You got fantastic hamstrings. Oh, thanks. Been working really hard on them and growing them for the last forty years. Glad you enjoyed them and could buy them. What a strange job he has. <coughs> Excuse me, I've suddenly developed tuberculosis or something. So yeah, I'm not sure if he like pulls your hamstrings out and then like dangles them and up to the sunlight coming and wafting them through the surgery theatre room, he goes, oh, these are nice bloody hamstrings, I'm going to have a sip of water. 
You see, I haven't spoken to anyone for a while because I'm kind of tucked away in my room like Quasimodo. Um, or a more handsome version of Quasimodo. But yesterday, I walked into Muay Thai Victoria in the Westgate Indoor Sports Centre looking like Quasimodo. I was hunched over with my brace on and my um, crutches. Uh, and I dragged myself out of bed for a very special reason. Because my son Marley was having his first fight. He's eight years old. It was really cool. It was, um, you know, I'm just blessed to have, you know, a healthy, fit son. And and even more than that, I'm blessed to have a son who shares me and Lani's passion for uh, Muay Thai. And um, he looked awesome. He was really nice and calm and considered. Um and displayed good sportsmanship and understood the, the scoring. and Yeah, it was just really cool. An amazing opportunity for young people to be able to compete at that age and compete consistently. You know, Muay, Muay Thai Victoria is all about, it's a not-for-profit, and they've stripped away all the bullshit, you know, all the drunk bogans and Sharons and Karens and all the rest of it who kind of usually get up at, fight shows and half tanked and yell out rip his head off and they're providing opportunity to compete once a month and um, on a Sunday afternoon it's a very family friendly occasion and you know that that the opportunity want to compete once a month is a very important part of it to be consistent but afterwards uh, I watched all the kids run around who competed that day and they're all playing and um, hanging out together and I thought to myself and um, actually I mentioned it to Dom from Eight Blades in passing I was like you know this is a, that's a very important piece of this puzzle you know to sustain our sport long term the investment into the the next generation the you know to invest into those relationships to make them sustainable that's a huge part of making sure that this thing has momentum and I posted a picture of um, Marley and Don Miller Santanat and Harlow all together after the fights and Callum Potter, UFC Callum Potter commented underneath and he goes, this is one of those photos that you're going to need to recreate for 15 years. And I was like, hell yeah. Yes, it is. And I'm confident that that will happen. You know, with the, they've got all these, they've got the right network around them, the right opportunities. These kids don't know how lucky they, they are, but, um, they are here and now, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for them. Under 10's Muay Thai, hell yeah. So we had Marley and Harlow and competing under 10's, and then we had young Tom. Tom the Maxi Bond Murphy. Tom had his fourth amateur fight, which is pretty cool, man. The kid's just turned 16, having his fourth fight. One thing I admire about Tom and, you know, actually, this is probably a bit of a common theme across all of those who competed yesterday, is I really admire Tom's attitude. So Tom is very light for his age bracket. Unless he goes and uh, competes in Thailand, he's going to really struggle to get matches um, around his own weight. So ringing wet, he walks around at about 55 and it, but his style is one which affords itself to 
you know, hitting hard and having power. And if you've ever been smacked in the body by this kid, he hits incredibly hard for his size. <coughs> Excuse me. But he's fighting these kids who are consistently three, four, five kgs heavier, which is a problem for, well, it's not a problem for Tom because Tom's attitude is such that he wants to get in there and give it a crack. And he does. And he, you know, his fight before this one, he gave it such a hard crack that he ran out of, ran out of gas. But he fixed those problems. And this time he gave it a crack right to the end of the third round. And, um, Knowing that, you know, he, he was the, the smaller dog in the fight. But he gives it a crack. He's the maxi bond. And every fight, every every fight, so that's his fourth now this year, we've seen a massive, massive improvement. And big things in the future for the maxi bond. Lover's attitude. Just came out beaming, super happy with himself. Accepted the owl. Super humble in defeat. And just pumped to be there and to compete. Good for him. That's my toe. After Tom, we're Luca Voss. And Luca Voss, Vossy Bot, what we know about him is in his uh, fight previous to this one, he stopped the kid in the second round by elbowing him to the head. And like, <clears throat> he's an, he is a Muay Thai nerd. He's top. Vossy Bop, Luca Voss is a Muay Thai nerd. He is always asking me for fighters to case study. Um, he knows all the uh, fighters who, from the local scene, the domestic scene. He watches Rebellion. He comes to Rebellion. Doesn't always behave himself at Rebellion, but he's there. And he's consistent at the gym. Luca came to us through a high school program that we run with the local high school. And he was skinny as a whip. And now he's, he's filling out, but he's got one of those Muay Thai bodies where like all the muscles have purpose and um, function. And he's bloody strong for his age. He's a nightmare to spar in the gym. He's very long and he strings his weapons together with good rhythm and flow. He understands his style as a teenager, as a 16-year-old, which is a big thing. And those of you who are experienced in the Muay Thai world will understand what a big thing it is to at, at that age to have an understanding of your own style and to be able to play with it and, and see where it fits in. And he fought a kid from Braveheart who, um, in his own right, is a very good Muay Thai practitioner and has his style. He's been competing for a long time. And they had an awesome fight. And it just came, like, like Luca had blood pissing from his nose. They were both throwing um, hard elbows, but not just like winging elbows, they're setting them up. But Luca parried a jab caught the guy's hand, pulled it down to his hip, and threw a right elbow. And like this is a kid having a second amateur fight. Using long guard to close the range, waiting for the punches to finish, sock nut, up elbow, kneeing long and clinching. And in between the second and the third, he came back and um, I saw him say, because I couldn't stand up, so I was just sitting with the crowd, with my crutches, and I saw him say to John, I've got nothing left. And I stood up and I hit him with my crutch. I jabbed him with my crutch. I said, you fight. You fight for the rest of this fight. You don't stop coming forward. You wear him down. And um, that little spur up as he was getting all the blood wiped from his face was enough. And he 
it was a sick fight. The crowd was going nuts, and you know, regardless of who won, Luca got the victory in the end. Um, quite rightly, I think. But regardless who won, it was a sick fight. Um, and a moment that really stands out to me was Luca getting out of the ring and Tom Maxibon Murphy rushing over to congratulate his teammate, almost more, more invested in his success than he was considering his own. Um, and, you know, that's really cool. That speaks to um, the strength of the team at the moment. And then we had Oscar. Oscar got in there. Uh, it was Oscar's third amateur fight. And fought a very good... From the, this is Jim Honor, um, Honor Muay Thai, who are quite a new gym in Victoria. And people need to keep their eye on these guys because they're, they're pumping out these really technical fighters at an amateur level. Um, I judged a, a Vama card three or four months ago, the last one I'll ever judge, but there was this one kid on it and John was re- John Ho was refereeing and after the fight we're just like, holy shit man, like that's that guy's second amateur fight. And like you he, he could stand up against, you know, most, you know, zero to five fight pros and like a on a roots card and make an incredibly good account for himself. Like just that people's understanding of Muay Thai in 2022 at an amateur level is just so far surpassing what existed in the past like you know I think there's a lot of reasons for that A that we've got opportunity but B there's a lot more kind of supplementary online learning modalities you know Patreons and YouTube channels and it's much easier to to watch Muay Thai but then there's these new gyms popping up like Honor who are just kind of pulling it all together and pumping out these really good fighters and Oscar yesterday had the privilege to fight one of those guys and um, he was fought, this guy was fighting off the back foot beautifully like drawing Oscar's shots out of him and then countering and just breaking rhythm and but just so balanced the whole time just above his own hips. That, that's uh, that's my timer because every hour I'll set in my timer and I'm um, doing some uh, rehab on my leg. But I won't do it right now because I'm a little bit busy. And so Oscar fought this bloke and um, had his moments, certainly had his moments. But in the, <laughs> the first round, he got kicked in the ass a lot. He was <laughs> missing with his kick getting kicked in the ass, which, as we know, is a pretty good moment in Muay Thai for the guy who does the ass kicking. And uh, so we lost the first round. Second round, we decided we needed to clinch. And uh, we had some good moments. Started to wear the guy out. Took his back once and um, got some really good work done there and uh, felt that we'd done enough to take the round. And the third, so third round was pretty obvious. You go, let's clinch again. You know, we're not beating him at range. We just keep getting kicked in the butt. Yeah, you don't want to get kicked in the butt. Oscar's got a nice tight little tush and we don't want to wear too many kicks to that. So you just go the path of least resistance. So we went back to the clinch, but the sky foot so well off the back foot and the the third round and um, made Oscar chase him a little bit just scoring with a kick on the way in angling off beautifully and you know the Southport uh, orthodox um, uh, stance is a little bit trickier if you if you this if you're in that open stance and you want to close the clinch in a big ring 
Um, and not a lot of time to work. Uh, Oscar found himself chasing a little bit and gave away the third round, but excellent lesson learned. I had to apologise to Oscar afterwards because I um, just give him a couple little slappies in the corner between the second and the third. Not, not like me. Um, just felt like he a little bit complacent in the second, but you know, apology accepted. At least he didn't get kicked in the ass, mate. So all in all, it was a really good day for for our gym, and and it was awesome to have. Uh, all the crew along there supporting. We had um, all the pro team were along there, um, plus their partners. So really cool to see Bones, uh, the Bones Muay Thai team is kicking goals and has a very bright future ahead. But I think, uh, kind of in um, retrospect, you know, the biggest takeaway for me from the weekend was the attitude that the the kids bring to Muay Thai because I think. Um, if we could take a little bit of that and bring it into our own development, our own kind of understanding of Muay Thai, then we'll be better for it. And that's like the element of, you know, enjoying it for the moment and not getting caught up in the occasion and, and not being too caught up in the result. Like they, they were playing together beforehand and there was this really cool moment where Harlow and Tanat, who were about to fight, and they're both friends of Marley's, they were about to fight in the next fight. They were standing in Marley's corner together, talking. They didn't know each other before this. Watching the fight and cheering Marley on. And then afterwards, they went their own way, went back to their corners, other opposite corners, had a fight, and then five minutes later, they're all running around playing together, you know, and free of any kind of burden of what a win or a loss or having fought another person meant for them. And just excited to have to be there and to have the opportunity to participate. You know, all of them are so keen to get back there next week, uh, sorry, next month. And I think that's a really valuable lesson. At the end of the day, in five or six years, not one person is going to remember your record other than you. What you'll be left with is the moments and the relationships and the experiences that the sport afforded you in your journey. And that's what we should focus on. Don't smoke meth. Eat lettuce, and I'll see you in two weeks' time to review our fighters who fight on Rogue and Hardcore Promotions. Big Willie over and out.